Broadcasting live from Business Radio X Studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Learning Insights. Featuring learning professionals, improving performance to drive business results. Welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Learning Insights. This is your host, Stone Payton, and in the studio with me this morning is my good buddy and co-host, Lee Cantor. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Mr. Stone. How are things going in your world? Things are going pretty well. I'm starting to get rested up from our venture last week out in Denver, Colorado at the OAUG conference. That was a lot of fun doing that remote broadcast. That's right. It was a big show. What, six, eight thousand? Yeah, it was, it was a pretty big show, I think. But I, don't, I think the show that we're doing in, in May for the ASTD crowd might even be bigger. I would hope so. <laughs> At least we know it'll be warmer. <laughs> That's for sure. So we're looking forward to that because we're going to go out there uh, with training pros and be part of that whole booth experience. That's going to be a blast. Yeah, we've done that before, and I'm sure we'll have a great time. At, today's going to be a lot of fun as well. This is going to be a fun segment. We have with us Manager Talent and Organizational Development with Atlas Roofing Corporation. Please join me in welcoming to the show. Miss Candy Williams, how you doing? I'm doing okay. Thank you for having me. Well, we are delighted to have you in the studio this morning. Looking forward to learning all about talent and organizational development. Uh, how long have you been with this outfit? Wow. I started with Atlas January of 210. So, so been there ever since. what's a couple years? Yeah, not long at all. Had they always had a uh, talent development? They did group? not. I'm actually first in this uh, position. Initially, it was just training. And that particular person did a lot of his training through computer-based. And now I'm one of the first ones that's doing it majorly through instructor-led training or blended learning-type methods. Now, what is uh, Atlas Roofing doing for folks? Wow. <clears throat> you know that top layer on your house? The roof layer? That is us. <laughs> <laughs> Everything above uh, the door line? <laughs> but actually, it's very interesting. We're not just roofs. We are building uh, and construction material, manufacture, all of those things. Uh, we have 17 different plants throughout the U.S. We have one in Mexico, two in Canada. Uh, our headquarters is here in Atlanta, uh, which is where most of our C-level employees are, president and so forth. But uh, we're growing and we are really partnering and doing some exciting things. So the market for you includes other builders as well as residential. What's the what's the market? Yeah, we actually commercial as well as residential. And you we actually have some of our material and things you wouldn't even think of, for instance, stadiums, bridges, instead of having that underlayment of say dirt, it may uh contain some of our polystyrene. Got it. And organizational development, what are some of the domains or disciplines that would be within organizational development for you guys? Wow, we're kind of growing and we're learning as we grow what we need. But some of the things include um, succession planning. Uh, we're doing a lot of work with pipeline and talent management, making sure that we hire the right people, uh, making sure that we retain, really is attracting, developing, and retaining that talent at all levels. Uh, like many companies, we are putting a focus on our high performers and our high potentials. However, we also value those people who aren't necessarily uh, considered a high potential, ready to move to the next level, but we think there's value in someone doing their job extremely well. And we want to make sure that they are prepared if the opportunity presents itself where they can move or expand their responsibilities. Now, what was it like for you to jump into a kind of a position that hadn't been created yet? So I guess it would be exciting because you're getting to form it yourself, right? You're getting to put your stamp on things? Exactly. It is very exciting. I liken it to a startup 
where the company a startup has, that's in what fifteen? What'd you say? Fifteen markets? <laughs> Seventeen different plans. Exactly. Right. Exactly. We're slow. We want to be very deliberate in right. what we do. <laughs> uh, but starting up, at least in that discipline of HR, mm-hmm. so we're really being able to to uh, do research, figure out what's best for us, look at some of the best practices in the industry, outside of the industry, and finding what's best for us. Now, what does best look like to you? Is it are you finding that the, within your industry you can find a best in class or you're having to kind of have a broader uh, picture to well, find what you'd like it to be? I think a little bit of both because we do, you know, we can always look at what some of our uh, manufacturing competitors are doing. I won't name them because, you know, Atlas rocks. But <laughs> uh, looking at some of the best in class, but also taking a look at other industries as well. And I can look back on some of my past uh, employers to see what they're doing. ASTD, I heard you mention you're going to be there later this year. They've got some really good processes in place as well. So we're able to take a look at what's out there, but then shape it to what best fits us. Because at this point, we're still wet clay. Now, are you personally doing a lot of this organizational development design and delivering the training, or do you have a little bit of help? Or You're looking at it. <laughs> wow. It's all me. What but a big I, responsibility. I know, right? They didn't know, <laughs> and neither did I. So um, uh, looking at the whole process, how do you decide, or are you the one who decides what does get delivered? I have much, much impact on everything except safety training. We do have a safety manager who handles all of that EEO compliance, that sort of thing. However, outside of that, I do have a lot of say-so. So anything from new employer orientation to training for sales, training for our phone, uh, customer service, account executives. Um, but I don't want to make it seem like I work alone because I don't. HR is a fairly small community within a within Atlas. And it is nothing for any of us to be able to go to someone and say, you know, you're working actually in the plants. Tell me about a situation that's going on so that I can create a live scenario that makes sense and that will touch the spirit of the people who are in the plants. In addition to that, our VP of HR, Robert uh, Cipriani, he has been great to work with. He's fairly new in the position. He just started, I believe it was uh, late February of this year. And he comes from a very wide background of disciplines and so forth. So he's bringing a lot of great uh, ideas to the table. So now what are your challenges that you're facing in this environment? Because I I would imagine it's a little bit of a stretch from where you previously were, right? It is. It is. But I'd say it's a really good next step uh, from where I was. I think... um, Probably some of the challenges is trying to make sure that I spend my time on those projects that have high priority, not only now, but what type of impact will it have on us three, six, nine months down the line, as well as three, six, nine years down the line. Like so many companies, uh, we have population of employees that uh, will be looking to retire within the next 12 months to, say, five years, and we need to make sure we get that pipeline talent in place. So how receptive is the employee population to these offerings? Do you find yourself almost having to market them to some degree? You know, it's interesting. I thought maybe I would reach or rather encounter some uh, pushback, but I haven't. They have really embraced. So they're hungry for this kind they of learning? Are hungry for learning. 
So that's got to be very rewarding. It is very rewarding. Does that get you more fired up so you're giving them more stuff because they want it, they're want they consuming it so quickly? Exactly, exactly. And just realizing that I can't do it all. So now we're in the process of trying to figure out what type of rapid e-learning courses can we put into place uh -huh. because something that we had in place, um, we've sort of it's reached its, its uh, level of maturation. So we're moving on to something else now, and they're just really excited. Can do we need this? Can do we need that? Uh, and just partnering with the HR folk on site at the plants to figure out how can I enable you to help make that happen. So you're actually getting their input and you're working together as a team to come up with this stuff? Definitely, definitely. One thing I've learned, if you aren't, adult learners are an interesting species in themselves. <laughs> And it is best to teach them those things that they want to learn or at least to prove to them that what this body of knowledge is they need in order to be or continue to be successful in their areas of responsibility. So wearing so many hats and doing so much of this work personally, how do you provide for the follow-up and the repetition and the counsel and the coaching on the on the backside? You must have uh, maybe figured something out on, on that on that front as well, yeah? I think there is definitely room for improvement, but one of the things that we're looking to implement even more than we have now is to make sure that the learner's manager is aware of what they're learning mm -hmm. so that then they can be that on-site coach. This is what they learn. This is what they're expected to do. Make sure that when you see it, you give them verbal accolades, give them good feedback. And when you don't see it, make sure you give them that sort of feedback as well. So working with their managers to be the coach eliminates me having to be there, uh, me having to find a 25th hour in the day. <laughs> but it also engages the manager in that learning, and it helps them to be looked at as a coach in addition to being a manager. Now, um, how is senior leadership, like what are the metrics senior leadership looks at to make sure that this is, you know, all of this time and all this energy is productive and is actually, you know, having an ROI that's meaningful? Sure. Well, one of the things that we focused on last year was simply our performance management system. We put a new uh, form in place. We put new levels of rating in place. Um, we changed our competencies. We redefined some of our competencies. So you really shook things up. You came into town, a new sheriff, right? Yeah. So it's good that I'd been there a while, and they sort of liked me for what I had done in the past. Right. So you had a little rope there. <laughs> exactly. And exactly. one of the senior guys got ranked very low on a couple of the competencies, <laughs> right. so they just got rid of them. We don't need those competencies. And we found that that works for us. <laughs> I'm joking. Um. What we found, at least for our focus last year, that being our major initiative, let's take a look at how many employees are we documenting their performance in the correct way, in a lawful way, so that when we have gotten to a point where we figure this person simply, we need to make them available to industry, do we have our paperwork in place? When we have decided to let them go, or as we say at Atlas, when they've decided to let themselves go. Uh -huh. Stone calls it freeing up their future. It, I like that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um, are we being brought with lawsuits? Oh, yeah. You know, that's easy to, to, to use as a metric. Right. So the performance management conversation, though, that is no picnic. Is there training that can be provided around that, or is it just a matter of giving them an opportunity to, to maybe practice that in a safe environment? How do you attack that? 
we do try to provide training in a safe environment. While uh, my name is Candy, I can not always be sweet. <laughs> so what we do is role plays or what we call real plays, real life plays. And what we've learned is that even if you're giving really positive feedback in a conversation with performance management, it may well be that that staff member thinks they walk on water. Mm-hmm. And if your conversation isn't going in the direction of you walk on water, as opposed to you simply swim well, then it's still, it still, it can fall apart. So we try to do a lot of, let's talk about what it might sound like. How might they uh, respond? What options do you have? Is this a conversation that needs to take place with an HR person in the room or with the plant manager in the room? Are you surprising this person? Are you telling them that they can't swim? And the whole year you've been giving them medals for winning relap races. You know, right. so we've really tried to talk that through. So then creating those lines of communication are important throughout the year. It can't be just a one-time event, you know, at a exactly. review, right? And then they're like, what do you mean? You know, you, this is out of the blue. And then that creates a lot of tension, I would imagine. If it, it can. It does. And that's, um, that's a challenge because not a lot of people like to have those conversations, even if it's good feedback. Right. Some managers just don't feel comfortable doing that. I mean, it's one thing for me to say, good job, Stone. But am I saying good job, Stone, on something particular? So you right. know what it is you did and you know what you can do again. So, you know, having those conversations is difficult. And I must say that, at least at Atlas, it is uh, the majority of our staff are men. Mm-hmm. And not the touchiest or feeliest <laughs> of the species. And and you really do have to take that into consideration in your design and your delivery and your follow through, don't you? You do. And so I love it when we role play and then I cry. (laughs) Very nice. I like it. Do you have like hugging stations? (laughs) Can you teach them how to hug? High five? resources, we do say don't touch. No touching? (laughs) No fist bumps? High fives? None of that. No winks? No nothing. (laughs) Now, an organization the size and complexity of Atlas, and you got so much going on, surely there's a great deal of change to be endured, if not managed. Do you find yourself providing some instruction, some guidance, some counsel to leaders and maybe mid-level managers in the rank and file on how to cope with and, and lead change? You know, we have it. That is definitely a skill gap that needs to be addressed. But when you look at how much you can do in the amount of time, that just hadn't risen to the top yet. Yeah. But it is something that we do need to put into place. It's um it's wonderful when you look at your budget sometimes and you realize you do have a little out there for a consultant or a coach or something like that because you realize you can't do it all. But it's great when the company supports you with giving you the resources you need to make it all happen. And you feel you're being served that way by Atlas? Definitely. Definitely. So what is on the horizon for you guys? Where are you going to put your energy in the, in the coming months, you think? I would still say that we're still focused on pipeline development and pipeline talent. So that whole succession planning talent management area is where we're continuing to look at. When I look at some of our open positions in our companies and when I look at some of the people that I know might be leaving, uh, like I say, within the next 12 to 36 months, it, they're in key positions. And if that begins to falter, then, then you got some problems. We've got right? some real problems. So you better build up the bench. Exactly. Because they're taking an awful lot of knowledge with them when they walk out the door. <laughs> when you and you know, with Atlas, 
um, we're 30 years old. And so many of our employees have been with us 25, 26, 27 wow. years. So think about right. that. That's the whole history of the company. That intellectual property. Right. I mean, the intellectual capital is, is huge. So you're right. It's huge that we jump on that right now because once someone leaves who've had 27, 28 years, and I often tell our, our um, senior, our C-level staff, why would we hire him back as a consultant when he's ours now and we can just right. prime the pump? Exactly. <laughs> well, how do you mine that information so you can yeah. keep it around? Well, we have done a, quite a few things. We're looking at um, using um, some special assignments for people uh, in some of our high potential employees, putting them or giving them a special assignment to work with someone that we know is looking to attrition over the next. However. So like some mentoring role? Exactly. We're doing videos. We're, we're uh, recording conversations. We're having them uh, create and draft policies and processes and procedures so that we can go back. So we're, we're doing very basic things on some levels, but on other levels, we're trying to step it up and to create that mentoring type relationship and so forth. What a fantastic idea. And that's going to have such a, an incredible payoff down the road for you guys. Now, I wonder if you won't decide to implement some additional technology to to manage and be able to distribute and access all of that information down the road too, yeah? One of the things that we I was talking about with one of our business unit managers was creating a university uh, of courses for one of our divisions. And as I was talking to another colleague of mine earlier this week, we were thinking what type of e-learning, rapid e-learning course we can use. And she was explaining to me that you can harness that knowledge and have them actually speak into the the application so just think i'm telling them you're going to be a part of history that's right it's a legacy i would think that they feel that that's they're leaving a mark you know and they're not going to be forgotten and and that's rewarding for them right i would agree i would agree so uh we've heard from you the word pipeline several times during this conversation this idea of succession planning Mm -hmm. critically important so from an employee perspective someone who does have eyes toward advancing their career. Mm -hmm. If you're speaking to me as an employee of of Atlas, what are some things that I can do to put myself in that pipeline and get going down that track? Hmm, That's a good question. I think you can do a couple things as an employee. First of all, you can make sure you're in tune with the new direction of Atlas. As I said, last year we turned, uh, this year, I'm sorry, we turned 30 years old. And because Building and construction is just changing so much since we started the company. We are looking at multiplying our divisions, becoming uh, expert in more areas of expertise. With that, it's going to be important for the employees to make sure that they're aware of the direction we're going and make sure that they have the skills and ability to follow us in that direction and to help lead us in that direction. That is truly a paradigm shift that's happened within our organization to have gone from basically three divisions to five divisions is huge for an right, organization. It's almost doubling. <laughs> that's exactly. math I got from public school. <laughs> I believe I was in your class because <laughs> I thought it was exactly doubling. But hey, <laughs> this was well, full enough, right? before exit exams, exactly. right? <laughs> We didn't have e-learning when I was a kid. We didn't. <laughs> See, spot, run. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Um, but making sure that you're on board with that. But I think that relies back on us as well as far as management is concerned because if we don't make sure we get that message out there, how can we expect them to know? Right. You want them to be proactive and you want them to lead, but you can't. You got to tell them that and that it's okay to do that and not kind of ding them for it. And I think it's also important because so many of our employees have been there for so long. We've got to make sure that we communicate it in a way so that they don't think we're trying to move ahead without, without them. them. Right. Exactly. That they're part of the solution. You're not just kind of cutting them loose. We got to where we are because of you. Right. And we can only get to where we want to go. Because, because of, of you. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Were you in that meeting? Uh, <laughs> <so>? okay. <laughs> well, no, you obviously have such great senior level executive support, genuine endorsement. They're allocating resources mm-hmm. and, and mind share. Do you have some sort of structured rhythm or process where you're in consistent communication with these folks? Or how are you managing that piece of it? I, uh, I learned early on in my career that if the communication is not done well on the front end, it won't work on the back end. And so because I'm in the office with the C-level employees, I have constant access to them. So there's nothing for us to be at the coffee um, the coffee pot at the same time or to be getting a donut at the same time. In addition, each of our divisions have um, a division HR person whom I'm in constant contact with. So I'm letting them know what's going on, what I want to do. Tell me, will that work in your house? And that's literally how I define it. What's going on in your house? Because I'm not there. Will this work? Will this fit? No. What do I need to change to make it happen? And they're continuously talking to the plant managers, as am I. And that conversation, in addition to the VP of HR to whom I report, is making sure that he's in constant communication with his peers, is really making it work. Now, when you're looking back at the last couple of years, what is the biggest successes you think you've been able to implement? Honestly, I think one of the biggest successes, even if it had not been me, had been me in this position, I'd say the biggest success was them realizing that they needed someone in this position to champion this entire initiative. I think that's probably right, one of the big this effort is going to be a multiplier effect, right? Because it's, it's going to touch literally everybody. It does. It, it touches everybody who's in the company, and it has the capability. And the future person that's coming into the company, they don't even know it yet. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. This conversation has been so informative and so inspiring. And your your passion for the work just uh, it is. It just springs springs forth. Would you be open to our listeners who are colleagues in your arena? Would you be open to connecting with them to the extent that we can give them some contact information? Exactly. It, that would be wonderful. I'm always looking to broaden and to strengthen my community of networks. I find that HR and talent management is a very small field. It seems large when you're trying to get in, but once you're in, you realize that it's just a small group. So I would absolutely love to be able to partner and to connect with other people, talk about what they're doing, and to learn more about what we're doing. What's the best way for them to reach out and connect with you? I would say LinkedIn, and I am on LinkedIn. Um, I'm at uh, LinkedIn.com slash N, I-N, slash Candy Williams. 
Well, it has been an absolute delight having you in the studio this morning. Thanks so much for coming. Thank you for inviting me. I really appreciate it. This it? It's over? <laughs> I just sat down. <laughs> we warned you. Well, we're, we're going to have to have fast. you back. Uh, and maybe with someone on your leadership team or one of your mid-level managers. That could be a fun And you realize this is being recorded, so I've got you on tape <laughs> saying, saying that. We, yeah, we definitely want you back. Would you be up for that sometime? That would be absolutely awesome. Thank you so much. Well, until then, when we have Candy <laughs> back. Next week. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Until that time, this is Stone Payton for Lee Cantor and our guest this morning, Candy Williams with Atlas, and everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you next time on Learning Insights.